0: Your magic.
1: Like me. I need you to listen to me. The world's a hungry place. A dark place. Hi there. I only met two or three people like us. They died. When I was a kid, I bumped into these things.
2: about magic i always called it the shining you're listening to geek media core your weekly podcast for all things geek pop culture What's up, Geeks? I am Mike, and this is issue number 122 of the Geek Media Corps podcast, where today we are talking another shakeup at Warner Brothers, the search for the next Game of Thrones, and why does Disney hate Mulan? Joining me, as always, is the man who has no interest in doing a Fast and Furious podcast because he'd rather make good podcasts. What's up, Dan?
1: I've still never seen any Fast and Furious movie. It's got the rock, man. You should. I mean, I might see the Sean Hobbs one. The trailer actually does look pretty fun.
2: Well, it's got two of my favorite actors in it, so... I mean, you know what? You look at rock movies, you look at Jason Statham movies, they ain't gonna win any awards. But am I gonna have a good time? Is there gonna be a lot of punching? Yeah, I'm all about that. So we haven't had an episode in a couple of weeks because, uh, well, there hasn't been a lot of talk about. Uh, hey, let's talk about. Hey, Toy Story made a lot of money. Hey, Spider Man's going to make a lot of money. You know, summer, summer blockbuster time. This is kind of what goes down. I don't know if you went and saw Avengers for like the sixth time or something like that because they're just oh, yeah. trying, they're oh, trying yeah. they're trying to catch Avatar and apparently they're still not going to do it. So, um, yeah, that that's about all the news there has been to talk about. But um, we got some stuff compiled over the last few weeks we're going to talk about, but. As tradition dictates, before we get going, did you watch, read, this to, or play anything over the break worth mentioning?
1: Uh, aside from the World Cup, because I've got to support my, my U.S. women, uh, and I had to get that in there. Nothing binging, but the nice thing about summer schedules is that TV watching has kind of shifted, and we have two really good series on the CW right now. Uh, everyone knows my love of The 100. Uh, the fact that it's on its sixth season blows my mind. Completely, but I did not think this show would go six seasons. The fact that I think they're guaranteed a seventh season as well. Unbelievable. Uh, the six season's really good. Eliza Taylor, who plays Clark Griffin, is acting her ass off this season. Just She is 100% the focal point of this show this season, and she is just killing it, crushing it. I, I cannot say enough. Complaint. I'm about
2: a full season behind, so I'm not going to ask if Blank characters still alive because I don't want to know. So
1: No, I mean um, – how, I mean, if you're a, a full season behind, you have <laughs> got, got a surprises.
2: To go. Yeah, I think I got to where um, like the, the the leeches were getting under people's skin or something. That's about where I where I, where I stopped And Octavia's okay. all going crazy. I don't know. Octavia's crazy, crazy. Okay.
1: Hot. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, the one hundred is kind of it's had its super highs, some some lows, but uh, this season's as a high. I'm really impressed with what they've done this season. How they continue to write themselves out of corners uh, that they, that they trap themselves in. And then the other one, I zombie it's final season this summer. Fantastic show. Cannot, cannot say it enough. If you liked Veronica Mars, this is a show for you. Cause it's Veronica Mars with zombies. Um, probably one of the best written shows I've seen in a while, just as far as how they bring everything together. And again, the lead actress, Rose McIver is one of the most criminally underrated actresses on TV. She
2: Oh, Danny dropped out. Anyway, uh, I guess I'll tell you guys, I started playing this game called Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. It was a Kickstarter game that uh, by the guy who made Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Hey, I'm just kind of like stepping yeah. over you now. Uh, yeah. But yeah. one of my favorite games of all time is uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night. It's a PlayStation 1 game, came out in the late 90s. And this, uh, the creator, basically, because Konami completely just like quit making video games, apparently. I don't, I don't know what their deal is. Uh, but this guy went out on his own and basically made the unofficial sequel to that game. Cause it's, it's a lot like it just updated and stuff. And it's a really cool game. I like, it. it's the first thing I've ever donated to a Kickstarter for. So I, I'm happy with it. And, uh, I had a good time with it. I already finished it. Uh, I didn't a hundred percent it yet though. So, you know, I, I got a hundred percent it cause that's how you get the real ending. But, uh, what were you saying about iZombie? Did it have its last oh, episode yet? No,
1: it hasn't had it yet, but a fantastic episode. But now that you mentioned Konami, now I have to say rest in peace Konami. Cause, Man, if for one time they were
2: on top of the world. Yeah, they had Castlevania, Metal Gear. I mean, all kinds of stuff. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's just the way it goes in the game business. Apparently, they like they want to make like Mahjong or some shit now, or Plinko. I don't, I don't really know what. <laughs> so, all right, so we got some kind of news here. Going to start off with, with the big one. Uh, there is another shakeup at, at Warner Brothers, and it seems like this has just been going on a lot. But you know, they had that merger with AT and T and all that stuff, so we knew that there was going to be some stuff going on. Kevin Zujahara or whatever got into like I was nuts. No, Another guy who got in trouble for a sex and sex scandal or something like that. So uh, I think that they're doing something that's well past due, and I know you're going to agree. And Sarnoff, the first female CEO in the history of the studio, I think that was the only way they could go at this point after the, all that bad publicity they've been getting. So, uh, hey, uh, if it leads into a new direction and this lady says, you know what, we're going to realize what we've got in these DC properties and we're going to actually make good quality movies. So uh, that's that's my hope. What's yours, Danny?
1: I mean, she's got a great background. I mean all the the elite east coast schools she was president of bbc america um you know so she's definitely not just some random person picked at at whim the fact that she is in charge now and wants to focus on dc great because they dc should be printing money for warner brothers the fact that it's not is a massive massive problem
2: yeah it's a business failure i mean it's just it's awful it's awful use of, of company assets
1: yeah I mean, I mean, you look at what – I mean, we just made the joke Disney's making billions per movie. DC should do the same thing for Warner Brothers. There is no excuse other than having people that just don't understand the characters and properties.
2: Yeah, you got Batman and Superman, two of the three most popular uh, superheroes of all time. All you, you, know, you got to do is make above-average movies to have big hits. So uh, this isn't going to be a, a bash on WB show – or I'm sorry, a bash on DC show – Obviously, we're big DC fans. We're just disgruntled. Uh, but uh, another reason I'm disgruntled because how many times, how many directors, and how many false starts have we had for this Flash movie? Now we got another mm-hmm. one. Apparently, Andres Muschietti, who is a uh, you know from doing Stephen King's It, uh, apparently he's the one that, they, that it isn't final yet. But they're saying it's in the final stages that he is going to direct the Flash movie, and Ezra Miller is going to remain Barry Allen. And I'm surprised at all of this news because I thought that was done. I thought he was out. And I would have never picked a guy who has been a big time horror director for, you know, going on his third movie now to do The Flash. I thought they'd get someone, I don't know, Taika Waititi type to, to do The Flash and just make it absolutely bananas. But I would never pick James Wan to do Aquaman. So who knows?
1: Let me see if I can, I can remember this right. O- originally, it was supposed to be Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Mm-hmm. They didn't do it, thankfully, because if they had done this, they wouldn't get to do Spider-Man in the Spider-Verse, which is the best movie I've ever seen. <laughs> Uh, then they got what was his name, Seth Graham Smith, to, to do it, yeah, who had never directed a movie before, yeah, yeah. And then he dropped out, uh, due to creative differences. And then Greg Berlanti, who they passed over long ago and let him do his Arrowverse, now he is supposed to save the day. And then he dropped out.
2: I can't remember the directors yeah. that they had, the guy that made that movie dope, that Rick guy,
1: Femu Femuia, Fem- 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 yeah.
2: Fem- yeah. It's like, I don't, I don't understand what it is if it's just this. So we're up to four. Property or what the deal is, or if they just, I I think it's another case where they just don't understand what they have. They really, they think, oh, nobody knows what this Flash character is. Did anybody know who Iron Man was besides us diehards? Dude, it doesn't matter. You've got great characters. Get someone in charge that knows how to use them. So hopefully.
1: So we're at four. Then they had Robert Zemeckis. Nope, that's five. They were trying to get Matthew Vaughn or Sam Raimi, who both said nah. No, thank you. <laughs> then they went back to Lord Miller, who said no. And then here we are. Uh it was originally John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein. Now they're gone. So now we're here we are at our eighth director, Andres Muschetti, who probably will be replaced by the time this <laughs> podcast is released.
2: Uh someone, I I forget who it is. It's a big time uh Guy in, in the uh, in the business, but he, he tweeted something saying, and he thinks what this is is the studios ex- just over the moon happy with it. Chapter two, and they just want to keep this in the family. That's why they they tapped uh, Muschietti to do this. In that mm-hmm. way, that, apparently they love Ezra Miller too. You know, he's in the Fantastic Beasts. He's uh, regardless of how he's you that's going, uh, he's still the Flash. Obviously, you know, and and now um,
1: I thought he was I thought he was out
2: of what the Flash. No, all the reports today is it's still Ezra Miller and it's going to hmm. be just Smajetti. So, um, Lucia Mugetti, I'm probably saying I'm probably butchering his name. Butchering that, yeah. It's the Mugetti. dude from it. There,
1: <laughs> the director of it. Chapter two coming to theaters. Look, Soon
2: I've now. heard over and over again, "Hey, they're doing this," and, and we have both said we're very. We've got a very positive outlook on on what on what they're doing with the DCEU right now. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm just. I'm at. I'm at. Believe it when I see it. Levels with that right now because. Uh, I had a good time with Shazam, but y- you know what, though, after I saw it once, I really had no desire to see it again kind of thing. I mean, I mean, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a really, really well done movie, but uh, same with Aquaman. I enjoyed it, but I'm probably not going to ever watch it again. So, I don't know. Looking forward to Joker, I guess. <laughs> I guess it's gonna be rated R, by the way. Joker's going to be rated R.
1: Oh, that's not a surprise. That's that's what they were aiming for. It's supposed to be dark and gritty. So
2: You want to see Joker early? Put on Taxi Driver with Robert De Niro. Same thing. Mark my words. And I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Uh, let's move on to uh, that other studio movie that they're making. Uh, Matt Reeves' Batman has been picking up tons and tons of steam lately. Apparently, they're right there, about ready to start to start shooting or whatever. And now the big rumor is that Vanessa Kirby is rumored to be Catwoman. If you don't know who she is, she's the lead on uh, Netflix as The Crown. She was also in Mission Impossible... Um, What's it called? Fallout. Fallout. Fallout? Yeah. One of the uh, best
1: movies released in 2018.
2: Agreed. Agreed. And she was good in it. She's absolutely beautiful. That's exactly. That's my number one requirement for uh, Selena Kyle. Absolutely beautiful, <laughs> and the fact that she can act—that's only a bonus. So uh, I. If I can't have Eva Green as, as Selena Kyle, this this yeah, I'd be I'd be great with this pick. I think she's a terrific actress, even though I didn't really like The Crown just because it isn't my style of thing. I'm not obsessed with the the British monarchy, but she was really wonderful in it from the, from what I watched. So, yeah, cool, awesome.
1: I'm, now I'm disappointed because you said Eva Green is Catwoman. And I'm just like, man, that would have been yeah, a perfect ass cast. I, I
2: said this we did the Geeks Against the Grain podcast was that um, I feel like Selena you had to have someone who was equally bit crazy looking and sexy. And I think that's Evergreen wrapped up in one. I mean, that's that's Vesper, man. I mean, she's absolutely just a knockout, but she's also got a little bit of that. She could go crazy on you and real quick, you know, she's got them crazy eyes a little bit. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm up for Evergreen on anything, man.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, Vanessa Kirby's a fine actress. I had, I had seen someone tweet out a picture, uh, and, I, and I believe she's becoming the female Idris Elba. Tessa Thompson for Catwoman. <laughs> the only thing I will say about this photo is that they did it in the classic 1960s. Yeah, no, it parents. looked good.
2: I thought it was that picture. She, she looks
1: like Eartha Kitt in that costume. Yeah. Like, unbelievable. And I love Eartha Kitt, and, I, and I, I love that costume. And, you know, if they ever wanted to do a 1960s revival go to Tessa Thompson, but I think she might be not the right age to play off of. Um, oh, what's his name? The sparkly vampire.
2: Yeah. I know who you mean Robert Pattinson. Yeah.
1: Robert Pattinson. Yeah. I don't know that they're, they're the right age or the right fit. Um,
2: right. And that's why I backed yeah. up by Kate Beckinsale for, for a Catwoman thing. Cause to me, Kate Beckinsale, I know she's probably a little older now. She still is a knockout. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but to me, she looks. She looks like she could do Julie Newmar from the '60s Batman series, and that's how I will always picture Catwoman. Not the. I know everybody is in love with that Arkham style and, and the Hush style, but you know, with the goggles and, the, and the, the the tight cap and stuff now. But I, Julie Newmar is what I grew up. That that was probably my first celebrity crush ever was Julie Newmar as Catwoman. So uh, yeah, I think Kate Beckinsale would be awesome, but she's probably yeah a little out of Robert Pattinson. But who knows? She's dating that weirdo from SNL, and he's probably not much older than Robert Pattinson. Pete
1: Davidson. Yeah. Yeah, he no, had, uh, he, he
2: had she had to lose a bit. That's all I'm saying about that. She had to lose a bit.
1: Yeah, no, uh Pattinson is 33. And I think the bigger thing is looking at some of these photos for Pattinson. It, it it is you got to remember he is, he very much is a model and he definitely does have that billionaire pretty boy town to him. And I think as I look at the photos of Pattinson and I look at the photos of uh, Vanessa Kirby, they fit together. Like it yeah. it looks it looks like you could see them at a Wayne gala, a Wayne Enterprises gala, and they could be that uh, uh, that uh, cat and mouse kind of chase. Do no, they love each other? There. good. that's
2: yeah. good. The cat yeah. and mouse. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, I'm for it. And you know what? I'm going to make a prediction. We're going to see the first like sizzle reel footage of Pattinson as Bruce Wayne. Everyone's going to love it. That's what's going to happen. I mean, that's what happened you, with ben Affleck. Everybody didn't want Affleck, and they saw that first teaser of him for Batman v Superman, and everyone was, like, "Oh, that's awesome!" So, I mean, guys, we'll talk about it in a little bit with The Witcher. Uh, I, I'm like, ah, that show's is going to be a train wreck. I see one picture of Henry Cavill as a Witcher, and I'm now I'm on board. So, I mean, it, all it takes is the right kind of publicity, and people get excited for this stuff. So,
1: I'm going to say it's a shame that you know DC's not doing San Diego San Diego Comic Con because even just releasing a photo of Robert Pattinson in the costume. Would do wonders
2: maybe he'll show up with the cowl on that was my prediction is that they were going to wait until comic-con to announce it and have him come out with a cowl on but i was like no that was too much of a, a ne- possibility for a negative reaction <laughs> you know, yeah. take off the cowl and people are like are you kidding me <laughs> uh, you know what else I, I said are you kidding me too uh men in black international apparently it didn't even make it to money back danny so um hmm. Men in Black International flops, much to no one's surprise, even though I know Danny was a little interested because he likes those actors. I, I get it. I mean, that's the Ragnarok, of course. I like that, but should they just fold this franchise? I think Will um, Smith and Timothy Jones kind of made that franchise what it is, and anything else is just gonna seem like great value version.
1: I, I would say yes. But it's not the only movie to bomb this summer, it's not the only movie to disappoint this summer. Aside from Avengers Endgame and apparently Toy Story 4, what other movie has been like a box office, like bona fide success this summer? Because Godzilla disappointed, Men in Black bombed. This was supposed to be a great summer for movies. Um, I'm sure I'm forgetting another big one that came out.
2: No, you said on a previous episode. I think oh, I, Dark Phoenix,
1: Dark Phoenix bombed too. That, that's I
2: that that has nothing to do with anything except themselves. But uh, I, I feel like you nailed it a couple episodes ago when you said that it's, it's the in game effect that everybody was just like emotionally exhausted and they just needed a break from the theaters. Because I mean, Toy Story, yeah, it had its biggest opening in the franchise, like at 150. I thought that movie was a shoo-in for 200 on opening weekend. So I was like, even Pixar isn't making Marvel money, <laughs> which is insane. But yeah, I think you're right. People are just they're just Hired and I think that uh, I think Spider Man is going to make a ton of money, but I still I don't think it's going to make like what it, I mean, you would expect an M- instant.
1: Yeah, I mean, you would think Spider Man, you've got Lion King coming, you got the Fast and the Furious, we've, we've talked about it before, Hobbs and Shaw's coming, but I mean, it, it doesn't feel like you have to go to the movies this summer, like you're going after the Avengers. Like, are you going to miss something really?
2: I haven't seen Toy Story yet, and that's my favorite Pixar studio. Pixar franchise, so but I am I am seeing Spider Man because we got to review it, so <laughs> that'll be my I mean, seeing,
1: I mean, I I haven't seen Toy Story, but I've seen that damn spoon <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> I'm trash.
2: It's got Keanu in it, and we all know right now that apparently Keanu is like a superstar. I, I'm I i do not know how this that's happened, the, but I'm but I'm here for it.
1: I mean, that's the only reason that Toy Story four made any money then because <laughs> Keanu Reeves in it. This is uh, where if we were. This is where you would insert that Keanu Reeves gift that it's all over the internet, where he's kind of just walking, his hair just kind of flowing.
2: It, hey, like I said, uh, Bill and Ted Three is is rolling right now, man. And I was like, dude, it's this only might because it's really well now because of his career resurgence.
1: It is only because of him.
2: That's so awesome. I mean, yeah, Alex Winter hasn't acted in a movie. That's that's uh, that's Bill. He hasn't acted in a movie. in like. 15 20 years so yeah it, of course it's only happened because of Keanu but hey as long as I keep making John Wick movies man I, I, I'm about it but you mentioned Lion King a minute ago so I want to talk to on some of these uh, Disney remakes here uh, apparently Little Mermaid's talking about uh, oh god what's her name Suki from Gilmore Girls what's her name the actress
1: oh god
2: Melissa um, McCarthy uh, she's yeah. up for Ursula which I think is a great pick uh, mm-hmm. But I, sort of, you don't think so oh man I think it's gonna be great um uh, All these Disney live-action movies they're making, and it seems like I didn't see Aladdin. Our friend Kyle went and saw it. He said he actually really enjoyed it. Uh, But, you know, my opinion and Kyle's opinion have been on opposite ends recently, but that's okay. It's okay. I'm not saying he's wrong. Uh, I didn't have any interest yet. I heard they completely trashed Dumbo. I don't think... I I think both of us were kind of lukewarm on Beauty and the Beast. Besides Jungle Book, that's the only one of these remakes I've really, really liked. I think I'm going to like Lion King, but I'm just going to tell you, man, my wife is... Pissed because she loves Mulan, and the news came out that Mulan is burst. It's going to have none of the musical numbers in it. There's going to be orchestral music. Okay, they want to make an epic war feudal Japan War movie. Okay, whatever, whatever. But no Mushu in it. Apparently, the dragon mushu is going to be a Phoenix bird and not have any lines. Hmm. Why even make this movie? It doesn't even sound like you're making Mulan. Sounds like you're just making memoirs of the geisha.
1: So I will. I will get to Milan in a second. Since you mentioned Lion King, they released. Dude, those bills today. that they
2: released today are awesome looking. Awesome. Just
1: gorgeous, beautiful shots uh, of the entire they cast. They look like
2: real lions. They really do. I'm excited. Oh my
1: God. Yeah, it's fantastic. And again, it's not a surprise because this is John Favreau. John Favreau, of course, did the Jungle Book. He puts, he puts so much of himself into these movies. I, I'm really not surprised that Lion King looks as great as it is that, I'm sure it's one of Jon Favreau's favorite movies, and he's very clearly respecting what the original was. And I don't care if it is a shot for shot remake, I genuinely don't. It's going to be fantastic. Let me tell you how
2: much I love The Lion King. Not only is it my favorite animated film ever, if I'm making a list in my top 50 movies ever, it's probably the only animated one that makes that list. That's how much I love that movie. So uh, obviously, I've got like some where I want to protect it, you know, but I also am just way more excited than even my seven-year-old is. So yeah, we'll be seeing this one in the theater because I think this is one you're going to need to see in the theater because it's going to look beautiful. It looks at least as good as Jungle Book, man. We're in for a treat. Plus, Mm -hmm. you in that Hans Zimmer music? Bring the tissues, baby.
1: I I will say, as far as Mulan goes, I don't mind losing the music. I don't mind losing the talking little dragon. If they are going in the, the route that this is more of a war movie, that this is more of a... You know, a little bit mystical with the with the idea of a phoenix. But if they really just want to like dig down, make a, a gritty Mulan war feudal Asia kind of movie, I'm okay with it because everyone complained that the Lion King might be too faithful. Now mm-hmm. they want to change up Mulan just a little bit. If they're going to keep making all these live action movies, which they are, yeah, make them a little different. Make Mulan this. Make uh make Brave. Freaking Braveheart redone with a female lead for all I care. Like, just make sure that these movies are different and that we're not just like remaking the a live action kind of Disney movie because we saw what happened with Beauty and the Beast. Like, they tried to do that faithfully and it just kind of blew up in their face
2: because the Beast looks. Well, bad. not getting people that could actually sing was like the big. Also,
1: one. true. I mean, but that's the other thing. If you want people that can actually sing, you're very limited in your in your choices of who's going to be on screen for you. So. I mean, they went with singing for Aladdin and they got a bunch of nobodies and box office kind of was like, so it's a a fine act. It's a fine balance. And I'm okay with them if they go all in with this Mulan war movie.
2: If that happens, sure, I'm on board. If it's still just, hey, it's a good old fun Disney movie and you take away those fun things, I I don't really get the point because I thought it would be like, Having uh, James Earl Jones be the only one who returns to to, to voice Mufasa, I thought for sure they'd have Eddie Murphy come back and voice Mushu. So, wow. I'm not crazy about Mulan. I I, I enjoyed it, but I was never one of those, like, I'm definitely not overprotective of it. So I don't like, I'm just telling you, my wife was not happy with this news. So,
1: (laughs) And I mean, they like I said, they are going to keep doing it because Pinocchio is already in the works. The Hunchback of Notre Dame is in the works. Lilo and Stitch is in the works. Little Mermaid, as you said, Snow White, and the Three,
2: Seven Dwarves. could get dark, and I hope it does, because that movie <laughs> So I hope that one gets dark. I think Tom Hanks is supposed to be Geppetto, ain't he? So it's already got that. You know? it's, already, so, it's already good. Yeah, <laughs> but We'll see. I mean, I'm, I'm mostly in support of these if they're really going to put their heart into it. Like I said, I felt like they got completely lazy with Beauty and the Beast CGI. Uh, even so, it was like, what, like a $300 million budget or something like that? So, I mean... It's not like they didn't try. I just, when Jungle Book set the bar that high, I feel like everything else is not kind of compared to it yet. So, uh, fingers crossed for uh for the Lion King. Um, speaking of of, of Tom Hanks, uh, he's got another one. We we both talked before that we love biopics. I know that you're a little younger than me, so you're probably you know you hate all the music that came before like the year two thousand. But uh, they apparently they are making a biopic yeah. for uh for Elvis Presley. So. My mom was a is, is a huge Elvis fan, so I grew up knowing a little more about Elvis than most people my age did. And so I was like, "Hey, that would be a really great biopic if they do it kind of like you know Walk the Line did with Johnny Cash." And, and, and... I didn't see Rocket Man yet, but I've heard it's really good. So obviously biopics are in. Uh, so I'm excited about this. They did release the the finalists to play the King of Rock and Roll. Harry Styles is that the dude from One Direction? And the dude from One Direction. Oh Fantastic I, wrote these names down. I didn't even notice it until just now. Austin Butler, I don't know who that is. Ansel Elgort, that's Baby Driver, right? Baby. Uh Aaron Taylor Johnson, that's kick-ass, or, or Quicksilver, if you want to go there. And oh my God, why does it ha- Miles Teller must have the best agent in Hollywood? How does his name always get on these lists? Uh off of look, I'm going to Harry Styles, just from the look. Uh I've never seen Austin Butler. I've never seen that name before. Now, so if I've seen him anything, I don't know. Aaron Taylor Johnson. I like him. I don't see him as the king. I'm going with Harry Styles or, or, or Baby Driver. I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, sing or not?
1: If, we're, if you're looking for a single, a singer, El Elgort and Harry Styles would be your two best singers. Uh, the only thing with Harry Styles is he has he he has a little bit of an accent, but you can always work around that. Miles Teller does not look at all like elvis miles teller should not be in consideration for this i don't get it um if you're, the other part of elvis is you got to have someone that embodies the cool that that kind of swagger that elvis had and i mean for my money Anto elbert has that i mean we saw that in baby Drive.
2: I, mean, I think can, you're biased but i knew you were gonna pick this as soon as i saw that name
1: <laughs> but he's effortlessly cool like that's the thing about him is that in that movie when he was driving, he had this, like, he didn't even try to be cool, but he was cool because he wasn't cool. And he can sing. So when you combine those two things, to me, that that's who should get
2: the role. In my opinion, the best on-screen Elvis we've had yet, obviously, is Kurt Russell. But, you know, he's, like, 100 years old now, so we can't be doing that. So watch Kurt Russell play Elvis, whoever gets this role. That's the kind of swagger we need because this dude was cooler than cool.
1: But uh, I, I say this, I say this, and I have to walk it back now because the director is Baz Luhrmann. Baz, his style—I mean, if you've seen *The Great Gatsby* or any of his other movies—I
2: oh, I didn't see *The Great Gatsby*. No.
1: *Great Gatsby*, *Moulin Rouge*. Oh, I love *Moulin Rouge*. Even the even the nineteen ninety six *Romeo and Juliet*. Like, he is over the top. He is flashy. He is just extravagant. And even if this is a biopic of Elvis in the fifties, blah 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 blah. If there is even a little buzz in this movie, then I I'd say Harry Styles might have the leg up because if you want extravagant and over the top, you can't get better than a guy who is was the, the lead of one of the biggest boy bands of all time.
2: He looks like 1955 Elvis Presley with the, the picture mm-hmm. I saw with the hair cone. I was like, OK, now he looks yeah. like I don't know how well he can act. I think I've only seen him in that the movie. acting would be the
1: problem, but
2: yeah, I've only seen him in the Nolan movie, the, the the war movie. I can't think of the name right now. That's the only thing I've ever seen, him in, and I don't think he really have very many lines in that. So, yeah, I, I don't know, but I mean, this is a biopic. I feel like this and the Beatles are way past due. So now the biopics are getting hot again, and people are saying, Hey, if you he actually oh, the, well?
1: The, the Beatles, that legally the Beatles would have to be that would be a feat to pull off. I think
2: I uh, know, I think that something with the Beatles would have to be their, their story is just too damn long. I mean, I would imagine they would go from, like, formation to John Lennon's death. And that would probably be, I mean, we're talking a six-hour movie. So, yeah, that had to be a miniseries or something, something that HBO or somebody does. I don't see them a two-hour movie. on HBO. Oh, okay, all right. You're, oh, you're so <laughs> mad at HBO. We're going to get that a little later. Okay. Netflix. You got us, Netflix. Uh, or Disney Plus.
1: <laughs> Plus, that's where everything is now.
2: Uh, see, that conversation went better than I thought. I thought he was going to be like, oh, all this, whatever, overrated. Uh, Masters of the Universe. I guess you were probably too old for He Man, right?
1: No, I know, I know of him. Yes. Yeah.
2: I mean, I watched it when I was a kid and I look back on, I it was one of those things where when they first started putting everything on DVD, TV, TV, shows on DVD and I watched like an episode to have like, this is atrocious. I can't believe I used to watch this every day. So yeah, I, I understand a lot of stuff is nostalgia, but it was, it wasn't good. I mean, you go back and watch it, it really wasn't good. You were just a kid. You know, you had like my kid watching the emoji movie the other day. I know it's terrible, but you know what? He's having a great time with it. And that's what it's made for. Um, But apparently, uh, Sony, being Sony, apparently they shut down production on this movie due to, quote, budget and script concerns because uh, Eternia, that's the kingdom that the show takes place in, uh, was a little more expensive to make than they originally budgeted for. Sony. Sony, 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 Sony. (laughs) Making Spider-Verse movies, because I don't know, man. I I don't know what's up with you. Jumanji Jumanji looks cool, though, because it's got Amy Pond in it, so.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, Jumaji looks great. I I didn't know how they would get a sequel out of that, but that's uh pretty clever. Mm-hmm.
2: Any any, th- any comments about them shutting down production after they've already started?
1: I mean, it Don't sounds like exactly really? what it kind of sounds like what happened with uh, WB and Swamp
2: thing. Like Yeah, but get a TV get to- show. That's a TV show. This, but this still, is a-
1: like How do you get to a movie and like you shut it production down because of budget and script. Like you've already made, you have already spent money on it. Like,
2: I'm saying, how do you let it get this far? After the cameras are rolling, how do you get this far? I mean, it's like even that death of uh, Superman movie that they were going to make, that uh, that Tim Burton was going to make. And you looked at that documentary that that dude made, and they at least called it off before cameras started rolling. This is ridiculous, man. I like, God Sony's such a disaster. A little bit. Buy them, Disney. Just. Put them out of their misery.
1: Jesus. I mean, God. it's only a matter of time, really.
2: <laughs> okay. Um, the part where Danny's going to get quiet for a little bit, because it's a, a, a tale of the king time. I got I got two Stephen King stuff here. Uh, first, there was a trailer for Dr. Sleep. Now, I have a twist for you here, Danny. This book right here, Dr. Sleep, never read it. Because yeah. um, I don't know if you know this. It is the sequel to The Shining, which even I know you haven't seen or read it, you obviously know about The Shining.
1: Yeah, Jack uh, Nicholson.
2: Yeah, forty years later, the king decides to write a sequel. Dude, never write sequels to his books. I was like, I feel like that's just tainting the legacy. I mean, besides Dark Tower, that was, but that was supposed to be a series. I just, I was scared to read it because all you're doing is tainting your legacy at this point. If it isn't like a, an amazing book, and I didn't hear great things from the uh, from the king fans about it, so I was just like, I'm, um, i can get it, I always get it, but uh, yeah. You know, I'm going to have to read it now because I'm going to read it before uh, the movie comes out. So I saw the trailer. Uh, It looks cool. Uh, I'm saying that I think that this, a lot of people I know that have only watched the Shining movie are going to be upset with it because it is an adaptation of the book. And the book is quite different than the movie. So it's people that are going there thinking they're getting a sequel to Stanley Kubrick's The Shining are probably going to be disappointed. However, I do think that they're going to find a way to kind of mix in King's book and that Kubrick movie into something that's going to please both audiences. But I want to get like a little fable or myth out of the way here about how, Oh, Stephen King's a big baby and he didn't like Stanley Kubrick's shining. Here's the truth of the matter. Stephen King didn't like the way he was treated by Stanley Kubrick on the movie set. So that's why he had bad thing. It was the second movie of his, of his books that were ever made. He was still very new at this. He was on the movie set and Stanley Kubrick. If you know anything about the guy, he wasn't exactly nice to be around. Ask the people who ever acted for him, they hated him. So, this myth that, oh, Stephen King's a big baby and he didn't like this movie, that's just the biggest load of bullshit I've ever heard in my life. But Mike Flanagan, the guy who's directing Dr. Sleep, huge King fan. He did Joel's game. He's the one who did the haunting, uh, the haunting of Hill House. He's going to do this very faithfully. I've said before, I think that he's the best guy working in horror right now. So, Obviously, I'm very excited for it. It's got Obi-Wan Kenobi in it. Sign me up. I'm definitely there. I sent you the trailer, but I doubt you watched it. <laughs> I don't think it would make a lick of sense to you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I did not get a chance to see it, no.
2: And it's uh, but... really the kid from The Shining. This is his story when he's grown up as an adult, and that's the character that uh, Ewan McGregor is playing.
1: Hugh oh, and McGregor. Well, if he's busy, that means he can't make that Obi Wan Kenobi sequel, <laughs> prequel stuff. So I'm for it. Yeah, the movie this is
2: cool. Here. I like that they they did put like some. I thought it was footage from the original Shining movie, but the director on Twitter was saying we took nothing from that movie. Everything is completely reshot. It's all new. So that's 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 really cool because even at the end of the trailer, it puts like the music from the movie. And I got a little bit of the the hair sticking up in the arm. It's pretty cool. So it's already better than that horrible dog shit pet cemetery <laughs> remake they made. So uh hey the 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 year of king's gonna keep going because we got uh we got it chapter two and then this like a month after that. So uh hey I'm cool with that. And um this transitions into TV here because uh the other king news is that they've started casting for the stand. Maybe a lot of Stephen King fans favorite book ever by Stephen King. So Uh, This is one that I feel like it was time for them to remake because they tried to make it in TV in the 90s and it looks like a 90s movie. It was a really, really low budget. Pretty faithful, but a very low budget. Uh, I'm glad they're going the miniseries route with it on CBS. All Access, that's the ones that do uh, Star Trek Discovery and the new Twilight Zone uh, because it's a very, very long story. There are a lot of characters, but they started casting for it. And I want to talk about some of these castings. I'm not going to talk about characters because now you haven't read this, but I know these are actors you like. Um... I, I sent you the link, and now I don't have it. Uh, I do. Okay, so uh, what's the guy's name from Westworld? James Marsden, that- aka 29? Psychops. Yeah. <laughs> Once upon a time, being Gray's boyfriend. Yes, that, that was his role. Uh, not exactly the Stewie I picture, but it's, it's still a good casting. Uh, I'm really, really, and you know, I had no idea that the Amber Heard like hate hey, was so strong until I said that was my favorite casting they've done so far for that character. Cause I mean, people jumped all over me. Oh, she can't act blah, blah, blah. blah blah. I'm like, huh? I don't know. I mean, I guess these people that only saw Aquaman, I'm not sure. I haven't seen her and I don't think anything else, but I had no idea that like, there were so many people who didn't like her. Uh, whatever. Uh, I think she's perfect for the character. They did a couple of the other actors. I don't really know that well. There's some, some younger ones, but I'm very happy with what they're doing so far. It looks like they're actually trying you know, because a lot of this King stuff is like, well, we just got the name. Now we just kind of slap something out there. But the guy making this is like a, a huge fan as well. Apparently, he tells a story of uh, James Boone, Josh Boone. He did the Fault in Our Stars. He had this story about when he was a kid, his parents found his a book, a uh, copy that he had of a Stephen King book and told him he wasn't going to be reading any of that satanic stuff. And they threw it away. So he wrote Stephen King and told him what had happened. And Stephen King FedExed him every single one of his books signed. And then his parents were like, okay, well, this guy seems like he must be a good guy anyway. <laughs> so I just thought that was a really cool story that, that you know, that's why I don't feel like he's going to just shit all over this story that a lot of people hold very, very precious. Uh, no, I'm not getting another streaming service, but uh, I might borrow the same friend's password who, has a, who, who lets me borrow her Star Trek Discovery to watch this because... Uh, they're putting a lot of effort into it, it sounds like. And again, it's it's such an amazing story. And it it's not a horror story, but it's, like I said, many people think it's his best work ever. And it was like his third book he ever wrote. I mean, look at this bastard. At this. <laughs> <laughs> that print in there is tiny too. So it's a very, very long book. It's even longer than it. So yeah, very, very exciting times for a King fan, even after that horrible Pet cemetery movie. I cannot say it enough. <laughs> ah, okay. And that's the end of another Hail to the King segment. But now I got more stuff that uh, that Danny doesn't know that we're going to talk about. No, I, I
1: want to interject something real sure, quick. Sure, though, because, go, ahead, go ahead. Because this, we have to mention James Bond in some way on this podcast. Sure. It's oh, kind okay. of a, I, I saw know. the
2: first picture and he looks old.
1: Uh, not, I'm not talking about the Bond 25 picture. I'm talking about Daniel Craig's trailer that got released today uh, for the movie Knives Out. Did you take, did you happen to see it?
2: No. After Ryan Johnson spent a year <laughs> telling me I was an asshole, I have no <laughs> interest in supporting <laughs> anything he does. Yeah. I, I, it's not I, because I, I thought the, the movie sucked. It was that he went down Twitter and acted like a little pretentious asshole. To everybody's whining like, no, I'm not supporting you. Fuck you. I love looper, but no,
1: I, I, I only bring, bring this up because Daniel Craig gets our requisite bond mention in. Yes, that's a check. Chris Evans is in, is in this movie as well. Captain America, uh, Michael Shannon, our favorite general Zod, is also in this movie. I, the cast is really great. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is in there. Uh, Lakehead Stanfield, uh, who was in that movie last year? Uh, sorry to inter- sorry to bother you. Uh, Frank Oz, of course, legend. So great cast all around.
2: Wait, it's Frank Oz. Is,
1: like
2: not a, the puppet?
1: Say that again? Yeah, no, it, it's supposed to be him, like the real Frank Oz. Right. Um I, I didn't know what this was until I saw the trailer. I, I like a Who Done It movie. I mean, we've talked a lot about Clue. Our, our friend Lisa did a podcast uh, with her a friend that uh, talked about why they loved the movie Clue. I'm for it, even if it's not going to be Clue. I I love a good Who Done It. I I don't need Daniel Craig doing Southern accents though. Like that's the one thing that just doesn't work for me. On again, he's trying a Southern accent. It's like Daniel, just 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 talk like just talk in your normal voice because this just doesn't work for me.
2: No, I <laughs> love that did not that movie see too, man. I mean, that's I mean, a lot of people when we got into talking about uh, best Tarantino movies and. And a mm-hmm. lot of people were like, "I can't believe you have hateful late so high." I, that movie was trash. And I'm like, I'm a sucker for a Who Done It, and I thought that that was really an old West Who Done It. Hell yes, I was all about it. So, whatever. Tarantino's awesome. Eat shit. <laughs> <laughs> Which is
1: what Chris Evans says in this trailer about like thirty yeah, I times. Saw, like, I saw,
2: like, of, of him telling anybody eat shit, and I didn't know if it yeah. was actually real or if someone no, made. No,
1: it fun. is real. It is as far away from Captain America as you could get. as uh, Chris Evans spending about 15 seconds telling people? You can eat shit. You can eat shit. You definitely can eat shit. Hmm. Pretty, pretty funny. Although I understand why you wouldn't support a Ryan Johnson film at this t-
2: point in time. I mean, if it's good, I'm sure I'll, I'll end up watching it. But uh, pirating it? No. No, 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 not that much. Not that much. That's a little too much effort. Uh, (laughs) Uh, Hey, and by the way, uh, Daisy Ridley came out today, and she said that she thought that some of the uh, the Star Wars Last Jedi backlash was fair. So hey, it's finally nice that someone attached that movie didn't tell everybody who didn't like it that they were an asshole or a troll. (laughs) There.
1: Uh, Hey, we still love Daisy Ridley, both of us. Sure.
2: Call me. Uh Roseman Pike. I don't know if you ever saw Gone Girl. I
1: did. I love that movie. Yeah. She's fantastic. She She's is so good in that. She scared the shit out of me in that movie. Yeah.
2: She was like one step below Glenn Close's fatal attraction psychopath, mm-hmm. sociopath. And then yeah, I was stunned and she didn't win the Oscar that year, honestly. So should
1: have gosh, she should have won that. She played uh, the hell out of that
2: role. I've talked before about Amazon's Wheel of Time that they are doing, and that they were gonna start announcing some casting soon. They had to. And that I thought the first big casting that they announced was they were going to have to they were going to have to do what Game of Thrones did and come out and get someone big to kind of legitimize the series. Well, she's been cast as the lead, even if it isn't the lead, the lead character in the books. I can see the route that they're going with it on TV, and it makes sense. And for you to say you you if, if you said yeah, it's just something I'm not really interested. In, imagine we were doing this podcast about a decade ago, and I told you. Hey, I'm really excited because they just cast this dude from Lord of the Rings, Sean Bean. You know him as 006 in this TV series called Game of Thrones. It's about these books I really like. Same deal here. Rosamund Pike cast in Wheel in, in, in of Time. Is this going to be Game of Thrones? Probably not. I mean, all odds are against it at this point. But I think that that's a really, really big get for them. And it shows that I'm hoping that it shows that one, Bezos is opening up the checkbook for this show. And he realizes what he has on his hands here. And two, these scripts are just baller. That's what I'm hoping for. So I hope that they're really, really going for it here. And I want to say that they wouldn't get someone of her level to do something like this if it wasn't at least decent. But I don't know. There's a lot of good actors and actresses doing TV and streaming series now. So we'll see. We'll see. I, I, I think it's a great pick. It wasn't exactly who I would have picked for her, for this character that she they cast her as. But I could see it working. And I think that she's a good enough, a good enough actress for sure. And I mean, Hey, she was the best bond babe in, in, in a movie that had, what's her name? Hallie Berry in it. She was, was she in that one? Yeah. Yeah. She was the chick with the sword. Oh, God, she was like 18, but yeah, she was in it.
1: I have forgotten. Uh, I can understand Day. why yeah.
2: you forgot about <laughs> the second worst bond movie ever. Yeah.
1: I thought you were going to say that she was in like specter. that she was the girl in Spectre, And I would be like, Oh yeah, no, I believe that. But no. yeah, no, God, no.
2: I remember oh. Keiko's beard on Twitter was the one who reminded me of that, and I was like, "Oh, oh yeah, God. that was her
1: first her first movie, her like fourth gig ever."
2: So I would say she's beautiful and she can call me, but uh, she's a good actress because I saw Gone Girl and I saw what she did to Doogie. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not cool with that. No, no. So anyway, that's a big gift for them. But as that's far as Rose goes, uh, that prequel series is underway, and I've got to ask you, Danny. Is the thrill gone? I mean, did it kill it enough for you that you're not even giving a shit about what they're, their the working title right now is Blood Moon? I don't think that's what they're going to end up calling it. But um, I, I'm just going to say up front, I got a lot, a lot of pushback because on Twitter I said that I put that meme of of of, of Drake, you know, where he's like, no, <laughs> he's like, yeah, and I put, you know, the Game of Thrones prequel series, no, and Amazon's with of time, yeah, and. Bunch of people jumped on me being like, "Hey, Game of Thrones is still one of the greatest shows of all time, just because you didn't like, them. just because last season didn't go the way you wanted, bro." You know that guy. That guy. You didn't go the way that you wanted, and that's why you didn't like it. And I didn't like it because it was fucking piss poor writing. I think that's that's clear. It's it's the last Jedi of TV shows, right? But anyway, <laughs> I it's not that I am like uh, not really excited about this because of the way that Game of Thrones ended. I'm not excited because there's a ton of great. Fantasy series out there that I'd like to see adapted. I understand why they're doing this. I'm just not excited for it because I don't care. I would rather see them, HBO pour that kind of time and money and effort and actors into something else. There are other great fantasy series out there, but they want to use that Game of Thrones name. I can't blame them because who isn't going to at least watch the pilot, right?
1: I, I was prepared to rant, and I, I did calm myself down because I, I did say, but would You're you probably, check out the pilot?
2: I spiel first, so I could let you like, get your blood pressure mm-hmm. under control.
1: I mean, I, I probably would check out the pilot, but am I is there like interest in me right now to watch this? No, because the last season of Game of Thrones sucks, and it's not because it didn't go the way that we wanted it to go. It's because it is awful. It's because the writing doesn't make sense. It's because all of these like plot threads that they thought were like, they built it's up over the years just, like, just
2: more. <laughs> yeah. I thought, I thought I would calm down a little bit, but as it went by, I've oh. to the point that we're like, I don't because, even know about it anymore.
1: It's because the directors went in, in interviews and essentially said, yeah, we were just done with it. We didn't want anybody else to, to
2: work on it. So Dude, they're going to be, a, they're going to be at comic con. How brave is that shit?
1: <laughs> that is walking into the dragon's pit right there because, uh, good luck dealing with angry nerds that are upset that you ruined their, and and I say nerds in the most loving thing because we are both nerds, sure. but yeah, no, like, I, I'm not over it. Like, I'm not over it. I, I kind of wish they would, like, let it be. I still think season seven needs to be remade before they even try to win back fan support for any of these other stuff. But yeah, there's so Stop many other properties out there.
2: Fan. Stop being a toxic fan. When I, people said they wanted to remake Last Jedi, man, y'all all thought through that toxic fan thing at them, uh-huh.
1: The uh, Last Jedi is a good movie, though. I don't, I don't know which one is. It has some beautiful shots. It's, it's There's some missteps, but like that's everything. I would disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I will just say this about Game of Thrones and HBO. Maybe like get your other properties in check first before you start spinning out spinoffs. Like Westworld. Westworld was at the peak of TV, and then it fell off the reels, and now you're trying to kind of reboot it. Like, it can be great, the idea of like robots and humans, like that's fantastic. Get that under control. Get all these other series under controls. And maybe try something new besides like, oh, Game of Thrones redone, 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 redone. I don't I don't need it right now because it's still leaves – it's a bad taste in the mouth.
2: How can you do that? How <laughs> not doing it, not
1: doing it, Mike. Not not getting there, not going there. <laughs>
2: make first law there's so many great fantasy series you guys can make that amazon hasn't bought you know i know they bought lord of the rings and 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 wheel of time so that's your big daddies right there so there's so much other stuff they could make that's uh
0: again tv
1: series
2: well i mean of course they're going to they want to use the game of thrones name i can't tv series hunger games tv series yeah that'd be fucking fantastic I don't know. I'm reading these books that Armature me onto. Red Rising. It, it, it isn't quite. I mean, the first book was kind of Hunger Gamesy, and then it just got like really awesome in book two. So I'd, I'd rather see them adapt something like that. Yeah, but do that. But, yeah, yeah. Do the diversity,
1: sure. except do it right. Do something besides Game of Thrones right now. Yeah, there's,
2: just, there's so many good sci-fi and fantasy books out there. Fuck, man. I don't know.
1: Fucking remake the Goosebumps books.
2: I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> so to answer the question, yes, the thrill is gone. Um, Neil and Sandman. This is a property they've been trying to get made forever. I it. I think, uh, Gordon Joseph Lovett was attached to that forever. Well, now it's finally happening after the success of um, Good Omens on Amazon. Uh, that that That's a Neil Gaiman property. Apparently, they went ahead and they, Netflix said, give me this. And they snatched up Sandman. Apparently, it's, it's already... Underway, there's a huge budget attached to it. Uh, I think they said it's going to be 11 episodes. That's awesome. Yes, give me that. Sure. I mean, I'm, I'm not the hugest gaming. I'm not a not gaming fan. I just haven't read very much Neil Gaiman. But uh, yeah, what I know of Salmon, I, I like quite a bit. So I just can't believe this is finally happening. feels like they've been talking about it forever.
1: I, I'm not surprised because it's, it's monkey see, monkey do. If there's one success... People are going to come like vultures and start to rip it up. I mean, look at Stephen King. Finally, someone made a, a good adaptation of, of one of his properties. Like, and here comes everybody just scooping up all the rights. Mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. is no different. I'm for it. Like like, like we just said, there are so many other properties out there to, to make. And Neil Gaiman's Sandman is like one of the – I don't want to say universally loved, but it's well-loved and it's well-received. And a lot of people – when I, I mean, they talk about their favorite books or favorite graphic novels or whatever, like whatever form of literature, like this one always comes up. So good for Netflix to, to scoop up and get it because I don't know how they'll get the money, but Netflix will get the money and they will make a good series out of this.
2: Continuing these fancy series. I mean, you just talked about how they bought those Stephen King properties. Everybody, after Game of Thrones, they started snatching up them fancy properties left and right. Are you listening, HBO? Uh The big one, and this is the one that, in my personal opinion, you asked me which one do I think is going to succeed. It's going to be this one. Uh, And that's because The Witcher has a built-in fan base already from the people who love the books. I've only read one of them, but I liked it a lot. And the people who play the games brought in a whole new legion of fans. Uh, I feel like that, combined with it being on Netflix, which is, at the moment, still the most popular streaming service. I mean, anything they put out... People will at least give that first episode a try, it seems like. So I feel like this one has the best chance to succeed. You got a big name attached to it in Henry Cavill. Is it Cavill or Cavill? Everybody corrects me. No matter which one I say, they say the other one. But I say Cavill. Anyway, uh, they released that first like makeup test thing, which they never should have done because people have been clowning on that thing for almost a year. Well, they released the first official pictures. And my, oh, my, did the attitudes change, mine included. Uh, I went from saying that this show was going to be a train wreck to just saying that I hope it's good. That's kind of where I am at right now. But uh, it, just some pictures at Comic-Con, they're going to have the first uh, first teaser trailer for it. So I'm hoping that that kicks ass. But, hey, man, he's also going to be doing Sherlock Holmes. So Henry Cavill's probably done with Superman, right?
1: Probably. Um, probably not going to be in the running for Bond anytime soon either. But, I mean, you mentioned it. The fan base is there from the books. The fact that they've been making the Witcher game since 2007. The fact that The Witcher Three has sold 20 million copies as of right now. And you
2: need to get it.
1: And and it's still going to release on Nintendo Switch at some point this year. So I mean, that's going to bring in more copies.
2: Get switcher. Get you the Switcher edition.
1: <laughs>
2: the Switcher. I like this.
1: That's that's good. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's an audience built in. People, as we said, are craving, quote-unquote, the next Game of Thrones, the next kind of sci-fi fantasy. And you have a known name like Henry Cavill, uh, Cavill, Cavill, whatever. I don't know. Coming off of the Superman thing, who's coming off a wonderful performance in Mission Impossible Fallout because we're just going to keep bringing up that movie today. Because it is a wonderful movie that everyone should go see. If you haven't seen it, if you have seen it, go watch it again because it's that damn good. Because the the arm thing that he does in the movie—I
2: I don't know what it was—I saw something recently where someone said that they were they got that from Henry Cavill, the pump in the arms to yeah, blocking the, <laughs> awesome. the
1: arms and like let's go. Um, so yeah, no, I mean I, I just took a look at the photos. They it doesn't look cheap at all. It's um, awesome. Looks looks like Netflix knows what they're doing, and. I, This has got my curiosity for San Diego, San Diego Comic-Con.
2: Me and Alan were talking about this. He just started getting into the game a lot. And he said, he's, you know, just off those pictures alone, he says, look, I'm excited to try it. I'm just, I'm just, you know, wondering how I'm like, look, it's going to get the viewers up front. Because like I said, Netflix, everything original they put out, people will try it because, you know, it's there. To me, it's just like, okay, you can't slag though. You've really got it. And if they're adapting the book that I read no problem. They're going to be able to tell some really good stories there. Uh, so I, yeah, my, my, my excitement went from middling to. The so after this teaser though, I might be, you know, like making a tent in my pants. So I, I'm hoping, I'm hoping because like I said, that, that first book was phenomenal. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know. But I think if that's the one's going to win, I've got one fancy series left and there's another one for Netflix. And that is, C.S. Lewis, famous Chronicles of Narnia. What caught my eye is they named a showrunner, which is going to be a creative architect is how they put it. Cause this is a series of seven books and it takes place through a very, very long timeline. But Matthew Aldrich, that's a guy who did Coco. Uh, I think he wrote Coco and I know that's how I got, that's how I get your attention here. Uh, he wrote Coco. Uh, so he's going to be the creative architect for, for the series on Netflix. Now, the Disney movie that they made for The the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, very, very good. They waited too long to make the sequels, and the kids started to age out. So if this is going to be something that they do where they just, bam, they just push this out in like six, seven years, I think this has a chance to be really great. And again, it has Netflix's money behind it. It has the C.S. Lewis Estates behind it. They've got all the properties, so there's none of that problems that Disney had getting all these rights issued out. So I... Uh, Think right now my, my how do I feel these are gonna be a success level? One is Witcher, two probably not you, three will of time. Because I I will of time I think that they're already the, some of the stuff that they're saying about it already. I'm just like, so did you read it? You know, that's what I'm kinda saying with it. Whereas it seems like these other people seem to be big, big fans. So we'll see. We'll see.
1: I, I think the nice thing, and again we compare it back to, to Game of Thrones, is that this seven book series is done. It is written there is an
2: order and... Witcher's done, Narnia's done, Will of Time's done. Sorry, you George. Can,
1: you can tell the full story. And I think that because of that, if you're adapting it, you can see, cool, this is what I want to tell. This is what I don't really care about. And you can really get a clear sense of direction on the story as opposed to Game of Thrones, which definitely does feel like two stories stitched together.
2: So what are you doing for 4th of July, Danny? See fireworks or anything like that? No, no fireworks. You no. Guys don't go outside in July in Minnesota, do you? You might like catch a cold. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I am like I already can't look forward to ignoring my kids on that day until fireworks time. So me and my wife can watch Stranger Things three. And I know you don't watch Stranger Things because you're weird. And I don't get why you didn't like
1: it. I tried. <laughs> I, tried. I tra- this is what I tried and just didn't.
2: I'm obviously very, very excited for it. Uh, I feel like I have three hobbies, reading, TV, and video games, right? Which, not like these are anything weird. I feel like I only have time to do two of those three. So right now, I'm like, okay, I played that one game, but I'm reading a lot because I really got into making those videos for this channel and stuff like that. But uh, I haven't really been watching a lot of TV. I am going to watch this like you can't believe, but my question to you is, do you think this is going to be the last season because these kids already they're like aging you thought the Harry Potter kids aged fast it don't It don't look like it's been you know two years since the show started so if this isn't going to be the last season i I, I believe that they're gonna do the whole anthology thing, and stranger things four will be a new group of kids maybe in the nineties, maybe that'll be something more that tickles your fancy if it takes place in the nineties maybe
1: uh I mean I, that's I, all
2: speculation you know, on my part I don't know. Yeah.
1: And nevertheless Sean, I know that this wasn't this supposed to be the last season with the the original cast, so again, I doubt Netflix wants to let the brand die, so I'm sure they'll find some way to try to spin it but
2: well there isn't gonna be hellboy sequels, so David Harbour's available still so
1: I mean this just isn't something that that has stuck and this isn't something that you know I'm I, I I wish I really do because I really wish I knew what this was and like why people liked it because it, it is swooping people up and I'm sure July 4th it'll be pretty big
2: for them it's only have one bad episode so far and it was an episode where they tried to do like an episode of heroes and yet it was just as bad as heroes and we're talking about like season three and four heroes yeah remember that no nobody does No. Uh, so, so yeah I think it's probably going to be the last season with this cast and you know hey that's cool that's cool I've had a good time with it uh, I, I'm hoping they don't break my heart with any character deaths, but you know, in a post-Game of Thrones world, you expect it now. And so, uh, yeah, yeah, probably be something like that. But, you know, seeing kids die sucks. Sucks. <laughs> uh, so, hey, we are going to be, uh, we said, hey, we haven't talked about Spider-Man yet. It's because neither one of us has seen it. We are planning to do our review special. It came on- out today, guys. Yeah, just it, did, it just came out today. Uh, I know a lot of people already are just blabbing their mouth on my timeline, so I just went ahead and get, had, had to mute it because, you know, people are like, hey, spoilers, and then they just blurted it out. So I am like, eh, it's not quite how it works. Uh, but <laughs> it doesn't seem that people are being as kind with the spoilers as they somehow were for Endgame. It seemed like people were very respectful about that. That's because with-
1: Sony has released pretty much the entire movie through fucking trailers because Sony is trash when it comes to trailers.
2: You know how I feel about Sony. <sighs>
1: I, I have heard that if you have watched all of the TV spots in the the, the trailers, the, the three main trailers, that some of those scenes are from the post credits release. Oh, it's the most stupidest, mind blowingest thing I've ever heard.
2: I think the second trailer is the last I watched, and the uh, the only t- the only TV spot I guess I saw was a Facebook ad where Aunt May throws a banana at him, and she says <laughs> you can dash, but you can't, or you can dash whatever. But well, it's not just banana. I saw that one earlier. Yeah,
1: that's funny. Uh, that's funny. I thought
2: it was pretty awful, but all right. <laughs>
1: Marissa Torme is an angel and I will not stand for slander just, about Marissa Torme.
2: Hashtag not my Aunt May. But um, anyhow, uh, we know that, that that this is more your Spider-Man than my Spider-Man. So I feel like it'll be easier to please you with this than it will me. Uh, however, I am willing to bet that our review will have the words charming, fun, and kind of a weak villain in it. What do you think? Let's play some MCU bingo here.
1: Uh. Fun, charming. Uh, there wasn't enough Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, we'll probably love one of the side characters a lot because there's always. If
2: you're, you're going to be like in the second straight solo movie where he's the best part of it,
1: yeah. Um, there'll be some Tony Stark talk because Iron Man looms over this.
2: Will Tom Holland make you cry?
1: Probably. He's done a good job.
2: <laughs> superpower. Okay so we're going to do that on Sunday. I I believe my friend Joan from uh, Geek Against Grain and uh that runs the Geek Vibes Nation website is actually going to join us. And I think that's going to be fun because I'm 40, Danny's 30 and he's like 20. So I think we'll have a really good mix there of all the different generations and it'll be for once Danny'll feel like the old get off my lawn guy. It's going to be great. I can't wait. <laughs> but you know, he's a big you guys are probably team up on me cuz he's a big Ultimate Spider-Man big Miles fan so I'm sure you guys are probably be agreeing more than a, more than. More I,
1: than I, I think the over under is how often do I repair, compare this movie to Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, the best Spider-Man movie ever made.
2: Uh, second best. Um, yeah, we'll see. Nah, so I, it's, it's Sam Raimi's number two. Still the best. Still the best. Spider-Man Two. Yeah.
1: Not the Definitely. Amazing Spider-Man Two.
2: That? What are you talking about? They never made an Amazing Spider-Man. They <laughs> right. had that horrible, horrible. Actor that you always bring up, I can't even think of his name. as Green Goblin. God, he was terrible.
1: terrible. Oh, uh
2: Coldehan. Oh my God. Oh, don't watch that movie he did last year with the guy that made Fifth Element. I can't even remember uh, Valyrian. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, after that, we do we do have our uh, San Diego Comic Con preview show. I think it's going to be a little lighter than usual because I feel like, like E3, you're starting to see more and more studios start to sit these things yeah, out, no, and it, it's, it's eventually, cool. huh?
1: It's not called,
2: it's Dane DeHaan. Oh, what, whatever. I already forgot about him. Uh, <laughs> uh you get that feeling where it feels like everybody's starting new thing. Like Disney's gonna start doing D twenty three, Star Wars is to stick in celebration. You got Warner Brothers, or not not Warner Bros., just DC sitting this one. Now, Warner Brothers is gonna be there, I believe, but not but not DC, right?
1: Uh yeah. They're not doing whole I
2: mean, H. They're still gonna have a thing, just not Hall H, like usual, not the big yeah. huge thing. I mean so it's, getting,
1: it's kind of Splintered and fragmented. I mean, if you don't have Disney, I mean, that's that's just a huge mess.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's that's three. That's about three quarters of the industry now is Disney. So, <laughs> uh, I feel like if 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 San Diego Comic Con eventually gets back to being about comics and gets back to maybe, maybe focusing nice. on TV and stuff, I think that would be really really fun. You know, leave yeah. leave the the TV shows for the uh for the for the. I mean, leave the movies for the, their own thing, I guess. I don't know if Warner's ever going to get the point where they have their own show. I doubt it. Uh, but that's just because, you know, they've been run by idiots. Maybe this, this, this new lass maybe she can, uh, she can really bring some, innov- by the way, if you looked at that first tweet about that, she was a new CEO, you know what 99% of the responses were release the God, Snyder cut. God, you guys need to let that shit go. Oh, <laughs> well I'm said. Also, really Stranger things. Three is at 92% on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Yeah. Yeah, get your egos, baby. Let's do it. Let's do it. Don't be a mouth breather like Danny. Let's do it. That's from the show. I'm doing all these references. You're like, God, that was kind of rude. Uh, anyhow, uh, I don't have any games or anything to talk about this week, do you? No. Just that one that I played. No? No news, really? After E3, you can, I mean, you can figure it's going to be kind of slow. Uh, i just going to keep pushing Danny to get, get the Switcher edition of the Switch. Uh, it's really good. Uh, after I've had some time to sleep on it, uh, we did have like a group text where I started this. I said, "Now that I think about it, I think I think Nintendo had the best show." And I know that's not going to be hard to convince you because I know you're like a big old Nintendo stan, big time. Uh, because I think that E3 people are starting to forget what the show is about. It's supposed to be about games, and all these are about. They got these celebrities on stage. They got these developers yapping, 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 and no one's showing me any games. I don't care what your system can do. Can your system play games? Yeah, yeah. So sits out the show because they don't even have any games to show. Should be about the um, games, so I'm hoping the next gaming generation. I hope it's about goes back to being about the games and not about how much social media and how much internet and how much streaming shit I can fit on my console, and then get back to games. That's what I want, and that's what Nintendo
1: does. That's what I've been saying for years.
2: Best games. I feel like Nintendo is still focused on games, and I feel like that's because reggie was a baller and i hope it stays in that stays in that way after reggie i hope they keep following reggie he'd be gone but i hope like his methods stay in place because i, I really feel like turn that company around
1: i think you'll find that bowser's very focused on game <laughs> still can't believe that <laughs> you were born for this bowser you were born for this
2: all right well that's all we got for this week we'll talk at you guys on sunday hopefully we got lots of good flippity flip to talk about we'll see Okay, Geeks, thanks for listening to the show. Now, if you didn't get enough geek material to help you through the week, you can always hop on the TARDIS here and check out the archives on the homepage, Facebook, YouTube, or iTunes. Also, take a moment subscribe on iTunes and leave a star rating if you get a second as it helps others to find the show. To find us, just simply open iTunes and search for Geek Media Core. Also, be sure to follow the guys on Twitter. The home account is at GMC Podcast. Mike is at zep 1978 and Danny is at PC 612. Thanks for listening and we'll talk at you next week.